Alright everybody, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. Today, uh, we're going to... We're going to go back a little bit in time. We're going to do it uh, kind of how I used to do it. Today's just going to be a little bit of a grab bag episode. Uh, I got some international news to go over as well as some NFL uh, news to discuss as well. And finally, I have someone of a, of a mini review for you guys. I'll be talking a little bit about Tiger King. I wanted to get some a couple of, you know, basic topics out of the way uh, because I am going to be putting out another episode tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a culmination of a pretty long project that I have been working on uh, at least through last year as well. It is my Golden State issue. It is the history of California immigration. Tomorrow I will be releasing the, the last episode of that and I'll be putting out links for that and the other episodes of the series uh, all through the course of this week, especially of course tomorrow and even some today. Uh, but just to let you guys know that is another heads up. Uh, but like 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 again today, I said today is going to be a grab back. A little, a little bit of NFL, a little bit of some international news, and of course, a little bit of Tiger King. So let's get into it, of course, uh, with the international news. Let's get that out the way. Uh, Kim Jong-un is apparently back. Now, uh, this is apparently according to South Korean and North Korean news sources as well. Uh, but with that being said, he has not been seen in 20, up to 20 days. The sighting was at a ceremony at a fertilizer plant in Suchon. Of course, that would be in North, North Korea. Uh, now, again, there is no images available of the event. So we are, you know, at this point, we are to just go on the media sources from North Korea and again South Korea as well uh, however a US publication well before I get into some of the you know the accusations or some of the rumors uh, what has been reported uh, through both media uh, through both media sites or sources is that Kim Jong-un recently had a surgery uh, that required him to rest up at one of his villas uh, just kind of you know well I'm not too sure why there was a surgery. Uh, there's many reasons as to why that could have happened. Uh, what is known is that he does have health problems. Uh, we talked about this a couple times, I believe, uh, at some point last week, or yeah, at some, at some point. Uh, just say he was overweight, he had a smoking issue. Uh, there is a lot of stress, you know, in dealing with his job. So, um, you know, those are all could have been factors. But what we do know is that he needed a surgery. At least that's what, you know, the the proper sources are telling us is that he had a surgery and he was recovering for a while. Now, there is a U.S. publication known as The Sun that is reporting that Kim was actually in a sex, having a sex bender. Uh, and uh, it's basically what, what they would describe as a harem. Uh, if you all know what a harem is, it's basically the same as, you know, a brothel, you know, same thing. Now, according to the Sun, in the city of Wonsan, it is home to 2,000 sex slaves to be used by Kim and other government and maybe even international officials. Now, this is all rumor. This is all speculation. I'm not saying any of this is true. This is, of course, come, coming to us by a U.S. publication called the Sun, although we have the North Korean and South Korean sources, which, again, I would find more credible because they're near each other and then of course North Korea is you know 
his country of origin. Uh, so I'm going to side with those forces. But again, it's just, you know, funny how those things will take a change. Uh, again, it was pretty much reported that, you know, he's dealing with the surgery, although TMZ decided to just put out there that he was dead. I, you know, I wouldn't go too far deep into what TMZ has to say. I'm very worried sometimes I don't even come across some of these these um, these pieces of evidence before any local authorities get into that or any type of law enforcement get those those facts at some point in time. But I do worry about that, but in this one, they're wrong. Uh, it looks like Kim Jong-un actually, you know, he, of course he's probably had some issues he's had to deal with recently, uh, but he definitely needed the surgery. As far as this haram is concerned, this brothel is concerned, uh, you know, they're saying girls are up, you know, as young as 13 years old in there. Again, I think that's to add to the negative rhetoric against him. He already has a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of knocks on him. But again, I think that's a little bit egregious. Again, I'm going to go with the local sources, the North Korean and South Korean media that says he had some health issues and he needed to get that, that addressed. I think that's more, I mean, again, you never know. Uh, but I'm going to go with what the local media has to say on the matter before I listen to, you know, especially a publication like The Sun, which, I, which I'm which i going to just be honest with you. I hold an even lower, uh, a lower, you know, tier than I would TMZ or what, you know, even a conservative will hold as fake news like CNN. I hold, I hold, you know, The Sun on an even lower tier than that. So I wouldn't listen to too much of that. That's more of a tabloid. Uh, publication, but just to let you guys know, that's just kind of how they put things out there, and they make it really scandalous. They put it. I mean, I believe I saw the cover of it, but didn't at a, at a grocery store, but didn't really get into it because the sun is also something that you can steal. One of those tabloids that you can buy in a grocery store, if I'm not mistaken. So I wouldn't believe the hype too much on that. Uh, he is suffering some health concerns, and if he were to actually, you know, die or, you know, anything like that or be, you know, in a position where he's, you know, in a life-threatening situation where he would have to step down, uh, it might create somewhat of a, a vacuum in North Korea. We're not too sure just yet. Uh, what what has been said is that his sister is probably going to be the one uh, to take the lead, but, you know, again, that situation hasn't arrived, and you don't really know what could happen, and of course, you know, that being a volatile region of the world, uh, particularly you know just North Korea in particular so who knows what could happen um so just to kind of put that out there he is back uh there are no official images available so you kind of don't know <clears throat> kind of where to go on the spectrum they're claiming he's alive yet you know there's no evidence to show that per se but you know if you have North Korea and South Korea you know commenting on it I, I guess I would I would have to say that it's true all right, y'all. So let's move on. Of course, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Tiger King series, and I'll make this a little bit brief because, um, well, yeah, just to, just to kind of, because again, it's a what eight part series, something like that. I I don't think I've watched the last two episodes, the newest episodes. Uh, I think I got through a good five of them, and I, to be honest with you, I could only pay attention. Honestly, I gave my full attention to probably just about three of them. Um, and the reason why I pretty much had the story, in my opinion, locked between the first couple of episodes, uh, they kind of 
gave it to you in the skinny you know there's these people that are holding you know you know breeding and holding uh you know animals exotic animals tigers included but not just them of course the tiger of course tiger king is the title so that's the main animal that they want to you know promote but again this is a problem that affects all different exotic species or just wild species even in this country i'm pretty sure that they have you know the same situation or same breeding tactics with our own with bears that's all bears on that episode Episode as well. I saw bears on that show as well. I'm pretty sure they do the same with deers or probably stuff like that. You know, why wolves and coyotes? Who knows? Um, I wouldn't put. I would definitely wouldn't put it past these people. Um, what I saw, you know, pretty much from beginning to end, uh, at least the episode that I really paid attention to. Uh, I think what we're not addressing, of course, is the white privilege first and foremost, and not even white privilege, but it's a privilege. Uh, that kind of resounds you know with everybody because when you say white privilege is almost like it's no distinction it's almost like it's a, a you know predominantly white male type of privilege uh, but again you see that it's beyond that um you see that these state and local authorities look past what carol baskins is doing what a lot of these people are doing and i'm gonna be honest with you i am about how i feel about animals and, and pets and breeding um you know i i would i don't know you know what you know i would be like if you know i you know in a couple years you know about buying a pet i never was comfortable with the fact of with the concept of owning another animal you know just simply to pet it or just simply to have it around or to do all that i get the purpose of pets and dogs particularly dogs especially in ancient times and all that or you know of hunting i understand that those uses uh but since that's not my lifestyle i don't i don't feel the need to have an extra you know and just for the need to have it around it doesn't sit right with me um the domestication of an animal it just again unless i'm a farmer unless we're back in time and it, you needed to and i get that i totally understand that uh but i'm not i'm not in that mindset no more we've of techni- you know, technically evolved, technologically we've evolved. Uh, in a lot of ways, we've evolved to a point where we don't need that. So I don't, I don't. I mean, again, and I get the the friendship and the bonding, um, but I just think it's a weird situation. Now, again, if you come across an animal that you saw injured or you know malnourished and it was alone and it needed a home and you kind of just found it and hey, you know, you kind of just stuck with you and you took care of it. I get that. I'm not the type to just buy some buy a dog from somebody, um, let alone think about buying a tiger or a, a bear. I think that those concepts are, are extremely, really crazy. And I just think it's another kind of, you know, abuse that we have uh, with the power that we, we've been given in this, in this society, in this world. You know, we take other animals and we bred them and we made them to be domesticated and submissive to us and I just think that's really weird I think you should leave them alone uh, it's a tiger it's a lion it's supposed to be in the wild I'm very if I mean I respect zoos I mean I, I to an extent I probably definitely wouldn't be a fan of what they had back in the day with the actual cages even what I see now I went to the Oakland Zoo about maybe a year ago the last time I went and it was a solid experience again I mean I mean it seems to be a little bit more expansive of course than the, than the cage situation but again it's a wild animal you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a dog or it's a coyote whatever it belongs where you know it came from its natural geographic home 
Um, it's not up to me to take it and transport it or sell it to somebody else. And I think all of them are wrong with what they do. That's why I say there's a lot of privilege in general. Uh, because again, I think when you're making a certain amount of money, I think there is some type of write-offs and they're getting, there is some type of, hey, you know, to the local authorities, hey, here's a little extra from us just to kind of get off our backs. There's definitely some of that. Um, and I know for a fact that they will not allow a group of Latinos to do that. They will not allow a group of black people to do that. I know I know it for a fact that it'd be locking them up instantly. You wouldn't even have enough history to have a story like this if this was black main characters. Do I believe that Carol Baskins had her husband, something happened to her husband? Yes. Do I believe that she might have fed the web what was ever left to him to, to the tigers? Yes. Uh, is Joe Exotic wrong for what he did? Yes. Do I believe the law was necessarily applied in his you know, in his way fairly per se, no, uh, because I think in my opinion, um, you know, the same, the same evidence they had against Joe, they could have used against Carolyn had her locked up as well. So it's a little bit iffy. Uh, one person got protected by their free speech, but another person doesn't. I think that's a weird kind of, you know, twist to what's going on as well uh so like again it's not the established privilege the white male privilege because again you got him getting screwed over at some point because of the stuff that he said although carol baskins she had testimony everybody was saying about you know she was saying she would say the same things about her other husband uh so again it's it's a very weird situation uh sex cult stuff i mean come on that's that's outrageous i mean that's that again but again people certain people are allowed to get away with things again you, you, all it takes is one tip off about what you know anybody black or brown is doing somebody's going to jail somebody might even get deported okay so you know it, and it's just the way that it is there is an uh, application of certain privileges and certain rights and when they want to inflict those punishments and ruins when they feel like and I, and I think that that's what they did they felt like you know and when they felt like it, they were going to make and when they did they the government you know the local authorities when they wanted to really make a impact they decided to go out to the fall guy joe decided would well, 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 become the fall guy because again he was a little bit more of a loose cannon of course uh you know not being as sophisticated or having a positive quote-unquote impact like karen because they're all they're all wicked dude there's five thousand tigers in the united states that are in captivity compared to just four thousand living wildly that's a problem they're breeding them you can't and i don't know if you could just take those tigers and just put them in the wild either could they survive would they be an invasive species you know who knows you don't know we don't even know the ecological impact if you were to you know release those tigers in the wild so we've done a whole lot and, and there was this quote I, I can't you know really uh i can't even i don't even think i could paraphrase it right but it wasn't like maybe the first couple of episodes and uh somebody is trying to older white gentleman is trying to you know basically up the profile of breeding what it's all about and he's trying to say like people like joe do it wrong and carol baskins i believe he was saying carol baskins is the way she does but i think it's all wrong it's all of it is wrong you're not supposed to be doing that they're not from this this area they're not let them just let them organically you know thrive get out of it i mean and again and it's hard for them to do that in their country because they're constantly having their you know environment hacked away at just like animals in our you know backyard are, are having their you know constantly having their background you know their back you know i'm sorry their their homeland you know chipped away at human you know human 
interaction does that. And it is an unfortunate drawback. You know, we do need to expand, but again, we don't need to breed, force, forcefully breed or, you know, breed and exterminate animals because they don't do right or whatever. You know, we need a proper, if, you know, if again, and I don't mind having an animal sanctuary, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, and, and that's what I feel like a lot of our national parks, that's what our state parks, which we have amazing national parks, we have amazing, and these are, those are your nature sanctuaries. We don't need to go to Joe Exotic. We should not be going to Joe Exotic. We should not be going. She should be illegal. She should be shut down. If it's not an actual zoo that's been, you know, really accredited by those type of people that really have zoologists and all those people involved in that, I don't trust it. Because you got some random ass, you know, who knows where some of these people came from, especially in Joe's situation. You don't know where the hell these people come from. Do you, do you know really about a bear? Or are you just being told to just, just do something to a bear? because you need the money get the hell out of here that was some really serious situations that you need to we need to address well we need to address as a society and why are those things allowed to go down like they are i just i just it's just funny it's funny to me it's just like it's just like when when as soon as you know blacks and browns start protesting for something that they really are getting you know mistreated about whether it be police brutality, whether it be the forcible deportation of, of undocumented immigrants. We all talk, I'm going to talk more about that, of course, tomorrow. Y'all please listen to that. But again, but like I'm saying, they'll send police, they'll send riot gear. They're all, you know, they got the, they got the riot squad. I didn't see nobody with no shields to deal with those dudes with guns. I didn't see no tear gas. No, I mean, I, I'm again, I, this is, this is ridiculous. You got armies of white folks just doing whatever they want to do. While, while the eyes of the law, while the eyes of everything is, is looking to lock up the black and the brown people or to do something to them. And again, you know, when they can, they'll get the lower class white dude when they want to. They'll get the, they'll, you know, they use the white dude as the stooge when they want to. It's when they pick and choose. And so the, those things are reflected in that, in that, in that show as well. So you got to look out for that. And uh, one more thing before I kind of let that go is there were a lot of things that were left on the cutting room floor in terms of the editing for that show as well. Apparently, before, and I know a lot of people, you know, might love his personality, might love the way he done, might even feel a little bit sympathetic for him. But there was a reason why I know I couldn't even, you know, at a certain point, I couldn't really feel the show. Come to find out, he's definitely a bona fide racist. There was something they had to, there were multiple times where they had to edit all type of racial slurs, epitaphs, rants, all type of stuff about the dude, you know, that he said coming out of his mouth. So, there you go. Joe Exotic is a racist and he's an animal abuser and Carol Bass is an animal abuser too and she's probably a murderer that's the main thing that I'm getting here I don't trust none of it I don't think any animal should be wild animals should be forced and bred into captivity I think that's BS uh, I think we need to be promoting more uh, about our national estate parks and our in our nature reserves uh, all worldwide for the sanctity of our animals and for their safety. Um, again, this you know again domestic I mean domestic pets that's another whole other topic. Uh, but again, wild animals y'all need to leave them alone. That ain't right. You know what I'm saying? What, I don't like what Carol Baskins did. I don't like what Joe did. And I don't like what none of them breeder peoples was talking about. None of that shit is legal. And they should all be faced with charges, in my opinion. But let's move on. Uh, we're going to wrap everything up pretty soon. Uh, let's get into some NFL news. Uh, we're going to start off um, in New Orleans. Apparently, Jameis Winston uh, is, well, 
he had, wasn't out of a job for too long. Uh, he recently signed a one-year deal with the Saints worth $3.4 million. Uh, there are some incentives in there as well that probably has more to do probably if they decide to re-sign him after that year. Uh, if you know, And again, how, how, how he performs when he does get a chance. Also, you know, his temperament as well and just kind of how mature he is. Now, he was the number one pick in 2015, of course, uh, but, you know, he's had some issues. Uh, but he has led the league in passing yards since that time with 5,109 yards. Uh, but he was the first quarterback ever to throw 30, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in one season. You don't ever see, you don't see that too much. Well, you don't see that at all. Uh, now, he... Has a well, he has a year in New Orleans, and there's a possible chance that he could be a replacement for Drew Brees again. And that all depends on how he can accommodate to New Orleans, New Orleans system. And again, can he play? Can he be consistent? Of course, he'll be splitting some of that time with Taysom Hill, who they also recently signed to a to an extension. Uh, I think it was about. 20, yeah, two years, 21 million for Taysom Hill. So he'll be splitting some backup time with him. Of course, he'll be the pocket, you know, presence. And of course, Taysom Hill will have his gadget plays. Uh, now, overall, Winston has a seventh most pass, seventh most, sorry, seventh most most passing yards. <laughs> With 19,737, uh, but he also has the most turnovers as well in the league with 111, and this includes fumbles and interceptions, but of course, a lot more interceptions. I believe he has 88 total interceptions, so lost a lot of fumbles as well. So again, he has some some accountability as well. He has some accountability to get over and get and get into this offseason. Uh, now, last season, teams were able to score 112 points off of his turnover. So again, uh, real a big factor in probably why uh, Temple lost. I would say probably the, uh, was he the biggest factor in their losses. I would have to say <clears throat> possibly. He's possibly, with, with numbers like that, with stats like that, he's possibly the reason why uh, they they lost like that last season. Uh, he has an overall record of 28 and 42. Uh, he has a, com a completion percentage of 61.3. He has 121 touchdowns to 88 interceptions. So again, 88 total interceptions. So again, he can throw the wall, throw the ball down the field actually pretty well it's his short intermediate passes that have an issue uh, he also has some pocket presence and awareness issues and he'll, he'll he does have a tendency to force things he has to work on those things in the offseason um so this is a this is a very interested interesting situation in my opinion uh so again he again he has a chance to kind of improve his situation uh, maybe even get another starting spot again and I think this is good for him because again at some point in time you know you have to figure Drew Brees is going to say look kick, he's going to have to kick the bucket NFL wide and say look I'm, I'm done um, so I mean if Janus Winston can, can be a positive role model I think at this point um, his biggest thing to do would just to, to really work on his mechanics and to work on the things that you know you know, got him into the situation, and as a non-starter, he'll probably definitely have the, the, the well. He's gonna definitely have the opportunity because he's gonna be the second string. He's gonna definitely be practicing. He's gonna have a lot of practice and a lot of attention there, um, because you know, I think with the Saints bringing him him in, they let go of Teddy Bridgewater. 
I mean, it's kind of logical that they'll be looking to see if he could be the guy to replace uh, Drew Brees. Somebody's going to have to do it, right? Uh, so maybe it's your boy, uh, James. But again, it, it'll, I mean, he'll have the whole offseason. He'll have all offseason to have some eyes on him, uh, some coaching. He'll have a whole season of coaching, uh, of course, because he's not going to really be starting. So he'll just be, he, he'll just be coached. So I think as long as he shows up, he doesn't get in any trouble, no bullshit outside of, of side of, of course, you know, football, no BS, uh, he shows up, he goes to practice, he pays attention in the, in the meetings, and he shows some improvement, there's no way that he could not be a starter next year, there's no way that they shouldn't re-sign him, they might even sign, like, a, they might, you know, get another quarterback to kind of back him up, but again, there's no reason why they wouldn't re-sign him. Again, unless he's, you know, a distraction or something like that. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, he, well, Jacksonville has decided to move on from him. They're going to not pick up his fifth-year option. Uh, this would make him a free agent uh, in 2021. That is if they don't decide to trade him already. Of course, we talked about him possibly being in trade talks. Well, it's actually more than a possibility. Those talks are, have, have actually been going on. There just hasn't been a deal confirmed yet. So that will probably be at some point, you know, within the next couple of weeks, maybe within the next couple of days. It just depends on where, you know, the Cowboys, I mean, sorry, not the Cowboys, but what the, the Jaguars can work out. We have one more uh, player signing to talk about before. But before I get into that, I wanted to talk about another, uh, well, piece of news here. Uh, well, just getting to it. Defensive back Rashad Breeland of the Kansas City Chiefs was pulled over last week. Uh, apparently, he had marijuana or he had been smoking marijuana. Uh, he, it, I don't think it was a chase. It was he was pulled over. Well, he was the police pulled up to him at the uh, gas station. He didn't want to get out. He kind of became belligerent. He had a gun pulled on him, basically, pretty much. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, he was sent to jail on charges of resisting arrest and possession. I don't know how serious this can get. Uh, like I said, this was in South Carolina. I believe this is, well, I didn't say that at first, but he was in South Carolina. I believe that's around his hometown. Um, as far as his punishment, uh, we won't know. Well, at least Andy Reid doesn't have one, or the team doesn't have one until the police uh, decide what they want to do. And finally, like I said, uh, there was another player signing that I want to get into. Of course, Andy Dalton signing with Dallas. Uh, usually, this uh, well, of course, he was recently released by the Bengals. Uh, he finds a new home, like I said, in Dallas. He, this is for one year, and it's worth $3 million and $7 million worth of incentives. Of course, Andy Dalton is a second-round pick out of uh, TCU 2011. In Cincinnati, he had a record of 70-61 and 61 and led the team to five playoff appearances with zero wins. Uh, he hasn't, well, he actually does hold the franchise record for passing yards and also touchdowns as well. And, um, however, though, this is where things kind of kind of started to fall off. He was 0-8 and eight as of last season. As a starter, he had to be pulled out of his starting duties. And last season, he had a QBR of 40.1. Uh, and that was 27th in the league. So, I definitely think there was a, there was been a dramatic fall off. Uh, there are some people saying that this is some DAC insurance, but I don't think it's smart um, of Dallas to do that, in my opinion. And it kind of carry it like that and the reason why is because we're talking about a guy who was zero and eight as a starter and you don't want to pay Dak um Dak took you to the playoffs he's had two divisional titles in four years uh of course Andy Dalton I believe has had maybe one or two 
uh, of those, possibly. Uh, he's had some playoff bursts. Of course, he's had five, but he's won zero playoff games. You also got, uh, I'm sorry, Dan, uh, Dalton has won zero playoff games. That can at least give you a win. Um, so, you know, I, to call it Dak insurance in case Dak holds out, I think that's, I mean, I think that's... Um, a little bit, it hurts Dallas a little bit more because I don't think Andy Dalton is the guy that I, I mean, again, we're talking about a guy who just went 0-8 and eight, uh, as a starter. Now, again, if it was somebody else, if it was, you know, who, who could they, well, just somebody that's not Andy Dalton, who we, you know, kind of, I mean, because we, we've seen what we can get from Andy. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think, I don't think anything changes from Andy Dalton. Uh, he has definitely a better team in Dallas as, com- as compared to, you know, Cincinnati, but I mean, to call it Dak insurance, I would have just paid Dak. Um, and I'm hearing that he wants, you know, 150 million or 200 million, something like that. So all these different numbers. I take that investment. I know people don't want. I mean, I know Dallas wants to be cheap. I know Dallas doesn't want to necessarily do that. But you have the top receiver already. You already have, you know, Zeke signed. Uh, so you have the best three players on your offense already, you know, settled. Of course, you, you know, you need some pieces defensively. But again, that's why we draft. Uh, that's why we do, you know, free agency. Uh, so again, I mean, I think that the cap room, of course, you know. Dak might definitely hit the cap. I mean, you know, hurt the cap space. But again, I mean, who else is available that's going to take you to where you want to be? Who's going to take you to a better spot? I don't. I don't see Andy Dalton doing that for you guys. Again, if you would have gotten, you know, Cam Newton, although he doesn't want to be a backup, he's already made that clear. If you were able to get him, that would make more sense to me. Um, for the simple fact that I know Cam Newton can actually challenge for a starting spot, he can actually he might even be able to beat Dak Dak Prescott. He might be. I mean, and again, he could if Dak decides to hold out. We already know he could win, so on and so forth. I mean, Cam isn't is a proven winner. Ain Dalton is not a proven winner to me yet. He, especially in the last few, he has not proved that he can consistently lead a team to victory. So that's not insurance. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, if if Dak decides to hold out, which he might, uh, then hey, that's what they're gonna have to deal with. But I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable with Andy Dalton. That's just my opinion. All right, y'all, I'm calling it a wrap for today. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is e l j b u t l e r seven five at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com. E l J-B-U-T-L-E-R uh, 75 at gmail.com uh, You can also check me out on Instagram as well at ljamal L-Jamal 791 E-L-J-A-M-A-H 791 E-L-J-A-M-A-H 791 That is the Instagram uh, Also you can hit me up on Facebook as well at Never Out of Bounds Never Out of Bounds, that's the name of the show of course Um and as far as tomorrow goes, like I said, uh, the final the final part to my Golden State issue, the history of California immigration. Again, I'll be putting all those links out today uh, for all the previous episodes, just kind of give you guys a recap on that, and also through the course of the week, uh, just just to kind of give you guys a heads up. Again, we'll be finishing that off. I recently started looking over the Lethal Weapon movies again, so uh, I'm working on those reviews now. Uh, like I said I, uh, before, I'm going to be doing a 
but it's not a three, not a, you know, multiple part series for that one, but just a, uh, a comprehensive look at all three, uh, some of the themes, the elements in that movie, and generally why I like those, and probably why they're the best buddy cop films uh, out there, so uh, look out for that, uh, I don't necessarily have a timetable right now on that, I intend to get it done at this at some point this week though, but I have I have just started. So give me some time uh, with uh, everything um, else. It's been taking some time, more time recently, only because I'm very I'm starting to become very not necessarily what's the word here. I'm somewhat of a perfectionist, so I, I feel like I want to have to be the right setting, the mood. Uh, I don't want to have nothing coming half ass. So uh, especially now with the microphone and everything that i don't want to have anything half-assed at the moment so it's taking me a little while to get uh you know just the, the quality right together and just the well not necessarily quality but just uh, all the all the information all the projects all drawn out and mapped out so i want everything mapped out first before i just go just head in and start recording or anything like that i want everything to, to feel at least will feel as seamless as possible so again any suggestions or any uh feedback comments you do have please uh let me have them email me uh spam my wall on facebook spam me on instagram dm me it doesn't matter just let me know all right y'all i'm calling it a wrap uh if anybody hasn't told you i love you peace out one love and i'll holla at y'all tomorrow all right y'all